Hello, on this edition of Sweet Has, we dip into the bodybuilding scene with Danny King. He's a Queenstown local who's been competing nationally uh, in recent years in the bodybuilding scene, and right now he's getting primed for a comp in Dubai, the IFBB Golf Classic. We cover everything from tanning and getting ready for a show to uh, when he hit rock bottom and uh, tried to end his life. Um, we also cover the highs, like how to turn bodybuilding uh, into a business. It's a pretty fascinating chat. I hope you enjoy it. And just a warning, there's some swear words dotted throughout. Your real self is inside you. Your body gets old. Some of you go to look at the fridge, look on, you don't have no teeth. Your hair is leaving you. Your bodies get tired. But your soul and your spirit never die. Sweat as the podcast. Um, hey, kia ora, 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 and welcome Danny King. Thanks, Henry. Once likened to, um, looking like a sock full of walnuts. Condom full of walnuts. Oh, sorry, condom full of walnuts. Also known as the hot stepper. Yeah, I don't know about it anymore, but back in the day for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's pretty much where my where my list runs out. But yeah. um, I'm sure there's other <laughs> two, two of the greats. <laughs> yeah, two of the greats. I'll just tap out there. But, uh, yeah, hey, welcome to Sweet As. Welcome to Industrial Fitness. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, what's been happening today? Um, usual day for me, mate. It's up at uh, five o'clock on the treadmill. Whoa. Um, yeah, man. Just working at the gym. Just finished. Did a sesh, did some arms and come down, bought us a coffee and here we are. Thanks for the mochaccino. No worries. Hey, uh, look, first of all, bro, congratulations on a, on a massive year and uh, your bodybuilding game. Thanks. Um, you came second at the NZIFBB Auckland Champs. Yeah, did, yep. So I wouldn't say massive year, it's only just beginning, but uh, one, one down, three to go. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I guess it's... When I pre- started prepping for that show was probably May, so it took me about 14 weeks to get into that one. And yeah, come second, lost by one point, so um, it's pretty disappointing, but the guy who beat me went on to win the whole show, so it's um, encouraging, I guess, to know that it was sort of there, thereabouts, going forward. For sure. How do you lose by one point? What is, how does so the So basically, there's a, there's a panel of judges, maybe four or five, and... Um, they sort of mark you on stage presence and then sort of areas of the body that you look good in, how you pose, it's, just, it's a bit of everything. So if you're not good in an area, they'll, they'll sort of put a, a dash beside your name and then if it, well, beside the, the area, so you're like your back, they might tick one dash. It's person basically with the least dashes wins, you know, the least weak areas, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. It was sort of like a golfing sort of scoring system. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so they'll try and try and uh, floor you on things, um, but if you got got none, then obviously you're the best. And yeah. That is applicable in many, you know, many domains, isn't yeah, it? That's it, mate. Um, so is a little bit of that is the judging. I guess some of that is subjective, or I guess like you know whatever the judges sort of like some judges might be into you and others might not. Yeah, is it's it, more of a yeah goes into sort of a combined score so that's why there's sort of a panel of four or five different opinions rather than just one guy who might sponsor someone that's his final say you know so it's it's pretty even yeah right mm. uh, so what did you say 14 weeks to 
14 weeks, I come off a pretty big summer of, uh, as you know, partying and with likes of yourself and a few others. So I wasn't in the best shape, um, but that's what I knew I ne- needed enough time to, to get in good shape and show Nick, as we say. So, yeah. Show Nick. Yeah. Yeah, good. Good. Yeah. Um, it's sort of looking at some of those pictures it's, and actually sort of catching up with you over there over those 14 weeks. It's, it's truly quite remarkable what you do and what you can achieve there. It's, it's mind-boggling. Mind-boggling huh? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's... Anyone can do it, I think. you just got to have a little bit of commitment, a little bit of direction, and a bit of de- obviously a bit of dedication. But, I mean, it's for three, four months. It's not like it's fucking two years, you know. Like, anyone can do it. It's not like I have any superpower and I can just make myself look like that. But, you know, anyone can do it. you just got to put your mind to it. Well, it's the same with, like, artists. You know, they can create a, a cool picture. And I guess they were like, sure, anyone can do it, you just yeah. got to do it. But the thing is that everyone can't do it. Yeah, true. So, um, maybe because you can do it, it's quite easy to be like, I can do it. But, yeah, maybe. Um, Depends how you look at it, I guess. But yeah. Is, uh, what's it like, sort of being sort of backstage there, mixing with some of these other shredded units? Is, is there a bit of camaraderie? Is it? Yeah, it depends. There's always... There's a mixture backstage, you know, you've got everyone in sort of different categories, so you've got your bikini girls, your men's physique guys, which are in like in board shorts, they're sort of the beach body look, you've got your bodybuilders, classic physique dudes, which is what I do, sort of in between bodybuilding and men's physique, so it's sort of about having muscle but being lean too. So you sort of start with men's physique, which is basically, they wear board shorts, it's about having that really lean, lean as possible look, beach, beach model sort of look. And then you've sort of got at the other end is bodybuilding, the biggest dudes with the most muscle possible. And then you sort of go back into classic physique, which is sort of a mixture of both. So, um, but yeah, anyway, backstage, it's I always try and be friendly with people, and everyone's there for the same same sort of thing. You always get a couple of couple of arrogant dudes out there, but um, most people are pretty chill, and yeah. they know what your what your journey you've been on and whatnot. So. To the untrained eye, it's pretty hard to differentiate between those categories. Yeah. Sort of just, what I can see is just a bunch of sort of ripped. Shredded guys. Shredded sort of units. Yeah, I guess it is for someone who hasn't seen it before, but um, the way sort of classic physique came about is obviously back in, you know, Arnold's day when he was winning Mr. Olympia. That was sort of the look that they were going for is obviously the small waist, big shoulders, big legs. But now, obviously, nowadays, if you think of Phil Heath or Kai Green, they're just these massive dudes that are just ridiculously big. Yeah. 130 plus kilos, 5% body fat, you know. So that's why this classic division was sort of came about a few years ago, was trying to get that, that look back as, as trying to bring the sport back from going away from the mass, you know, because for some people it's you just can't get there you know and it's sort of it was sort of hard bodybuilding was sort of dying because of that you know so, okay so make it a little bit more accessible to more people yeah that's right and it's um it's like almost like the most popular division now because uh-huh. yeah but it's cool you know uh, it's not how, like, it's not super popular is it like how big is the body sculpting community um, I would say it's definitely growing pretty fast um, right I mean New Zealand, not so much the South Island, New Zealand, but the North Island, it's massive. Aussie, it's huge now. Like, every 
third person you know is competing in Aussie mm. dudes chicks no a heap of people were like girls coming out of school and like Auckland Hamilton just going straight into competing rather than you know like playing other sports so it's definitely growing especially in the states and it's growing pretty quick eh? yeah well I guess with social media I guess you can sort of follow and you know, get exposed to yeah more you know, I mean anyone can in. enter a show you know you don't have to be in a certain shape to, to enter so I mean, if you've lifted for a while and you feel like you want to do a show, then you can. So I guess that makes it quite easy for people to. Do yeah, it. there's a meme. There's a meme going around of some guy who's like flexing with all these like units, and he oh, yeah. looks like he's done nothing. There's always that one person at some shows, but um, yeah. Uh, it's all good if they want to do it, then that's sweet. Yeah, shit, yeah. Best of luck to them. Tick the box. The uh, the whole the browning of the skin thing. Ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's called. <laughs> Did that take a bit of getting used to? I, I feel like I feel like early on, like, when you do your first sort of comp or two. Yeah, your first comp, it's... So basically how it works is you get a you get a base tan, so just like a spray tan at your local spa or salon or whatever, which is pretty like natural looking, you know, you can't really tell. It's just like someone comes back from holiday, you know? It's yeah. pretty normal. Then you go and get a show tan on the day at the event. And that's like a really dark, gross, sticky tan, but it makes you sort of look good under this, the special lightings and it brings out all the cuts and and things on your body. So that's sort of the reason they use that. But for that to sort of work, you need to have that base tan. So, but yeah, the, the show tan's pretty dark. Yeah, it's quite... When it, when it goes on. Yeah, it's... So... Because like, a lot of people get a bit of shit for that whole black face thing. Yeah. So one day, like, where do you draw the line? <laughs> yeah, that's a but then, so it's purely for the definition factor, I suppose. Yeah, if you sort of helps with the definition, yeah, for sure. Just under the stage lighting, it's yeah. Good for the good to show Nick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, cool. Do you get some weird looks though if you're sort of cruising around? Um, yeah, public? you do. I mean, like straight after the show, obviously because you, you don't get that show tan till the day at the event, so no one really sees you before and that. But if you sort of come off stage and we'll go straight to eating some burgers or something and yeah, you get some you get some odd looks but fuck it's only for a day or so you're and when you're performing when you're on stage your body obviously it's in what appears to be peak physical condition but you're sort of you're dehydrated and you're not and you haven't really eaten like what sort of um yeah so that's where probably most people think that but it's almost the opposite yeah. so like obviously the, a bit of shit. yeah the last week of the show is what you call peak week so you try and obviously peak for the stage and for your body to look the best it can so there's a, there's a couple of ways people do it but normally you sort of do like a water load so let's say monday tuesday wednesday you might drink upwards of six liters a day this puts your body into this like a voluntary flush and it ends up sort of just running anything out of your body you know um, some, and then you sort of cut the water back on Thursday, cut it a little bit more on Friday with the help of some diuretics, sort of like water loss pills. You just get all the water out of your system. Mm. So then come Saturday, then you, you're a little bit dry. And, but you don't want to get too dry because obviously, you know, muscles sort of 70% water. And if you want to pump up, then you need to have a little bit, a little bit of carbs to sort of blow up a bit. Some guys get real dehydrated and then they can't get a pump or anything. So that's where it's... There's a bit of a fine line and a bit of a trial and error through shows and whatnot. Yeah, it's a, it's a hell of a science, yeah, eh? Yeah, that's it. So just before showtime, are you, have they got some weights out back? Can you go for a week? Yeah, pump? there's some dumbbells. I normally just bring like a resistance band, like a strong one. 
and just do some press ups and stuff like that. It's, it's enough, really. Yeah. Just to get a bit of blood flowing. But I mean, if you're not ready to go by then, you're not ready to go. Yeah, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. You sort of touched on the burgers post show. Yeah. How, like, run me through that. Look, I've seen some pretty hearty looking sort of feeds ready to go. Yeah, when we were in Auckland, we went, so it was myself and Dan Mackay, the PT here, his missus and my missus, and we went to um, Burger Burger in Ponsonby, maybe. Yeah. But we try and go for something different, like, we don't have in Queenstown, you know? Like, I wouldn't really go, I'm not really a Mac as a KFC fan, but I like sort of like nice burger joints so go get something different normally burgers for me I'm a big burger fan and uh, donuts too that's my go to so we'll try and I always have it planned out before the show yeah. so I know exactly where we're going straight after um, and then those guys just roll with it so um, but yeah it's normally normally a couple of days worth of eating but you just got to be careful with the whole um, this is sort of like a rebound effect so basically because you cut your calories and you've sort of been eating quite low for a while you're sort of meant to reverse diet out so slowly increase until you sort of get back to maintenance yeah so if you sort of smash in the food for a few days which a lot of people do your body's used to sort of starving it just holds on to the food uh, and um i remember f- well one show i did i put on like 12 kegs in about seven or eight days shit. <laughs> yeah so it's um I d- yeah, so it's pretty crazy. You just got to be careful, but um, you obviously enjoy yourself for a couple of days. Can't do too much damage. Depends sort of what what your plans are afterwards or whatnot. Yeah, um, so. I guess the old stomach and yeah, as you say, the body's sort of got to try and adjust to the yeah. onslaught of food. And then I saw a pretty interesting um, picture, man. With you got a it looked like you got a pump on from the carbs, like your vein, like it's quite a veiny bloody. Yeah, so. Basically, when you're that lean, if you sort of time things around carbs and sugars, they sort of just they fill you up, um, and that sort of nutritional timing, depending on what you're eating, what sort of state you're in, you can. It's quite cool how the body works and how you can sort of look in a certain way just by eating foods sort of a certain time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I sort of tend to look best um, early morning. Yeah. Um, okay. And then after. Maybe. Probably not. Oh, <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, and then obviously get a bit of food in the in the unit and I should go back to fasting. <laughs> um it's pretty, the calorie deficit that well, that sort of gets thrown around a wee bit and I've heard it a couple of times here in the podcast. Yeah. Obviously are you just running an ultimate sort of deficit there to I mean that's yeah, it's sort of the, obviously the basic easy way to explain fat loss. Um Depends how deep you want to get with it, Henry. But uh, yeah, that's the basic way. You need to be in a deficit so that you're sort of burning more calories in your eating. So once you've burned off those calories in your eating, then you can sort of start tapping into um, body fat to use as fuel, and that's how you lose fat, basically. So yeah. And uh, over a period of time, and that's how you lean up. (laughs) Talking three, three months, maybe not three days like most people think, but yeah. It's, there's so much discipline we sort of mentioned what you sort of go through over you know over those weeks leading up to an event why, why do you do it what is it that, that drives you yeah I don't know someone asked me that the other day but it's it's pretty rewarding at the end of it for me it's um, I guess it's a short term goal that helps keep me motivated you know I've been training for 8-9 years and 
it's pretty easy just to come in and go through the motions and fuck around a bit and you know so um to have something that's in the back of your mind that's coming up you know you you feel got to have a plan have a goal and something to work towards and i mean you know when you get in good shape start getting in good shape see results and it's a little bit easier from there but i always have you know winning mentality so i want to go into the shows looking as best i can and do the best i can so you know you don't really have a day to waste when you know there's other guys out there that could be doing more so yeah cool we got the competitive sort of aspect there we like yeah. Yeah. and i mean it's only training the training's i guess easy but but it's fun for me like it's only like an hour an hour and a half a day you know so it's yeah it's sweet yeah it's just part of my lifestyle now you know is it for too long is it as orgasmic as old arnie makes out he's like ah, ah, <laughs> yeah i don't know if it's um like an orgasm counts out i've had one and well not while i'm training anyway in the gym but um but yeah not as uh not like that no i don't think so when you when you get a good pump obviously there's a good feeling there there's some endorphins yeah that's it I mean exercise is a great thing for mentality you know as well physically and mentally so um, that's sweet makes you feel good and sit around on the couch and fuck about I noticed an increase in your social media game uh, yeah. recently uh, leading up to this sort of these last champs and then afterwards is there um, what's all that about you sort of um yeah, I guess I've had quite a few people, friends, family, and, and people online sort of asking me what I'm up to and if I'm competing and what I'm doing for it. And so, yeah, I just decided to um, show off a bit more of what goes into it because a lot of people are sort of interested in what you do and they don't have much of an idea of how the bodybuilding works and show prep works and what I'm eating. And everyone just thinks it's, you know, three pieces of chicken and three pieces of broccoli a day, but it's, it's not. So I'm just trying to yeah put it out there and and um yeah it actually had gaining new followers every week so yeah it's all good it, i think i might have replied to one of your things i was like oh man it's actually it's pretty cool to see you sort of documenting um what you're up to and and some of those processes you go through because it's a total total different sort of world to yeah. what most people know yeah that's the thing and i mean it's very easy you like if you don't like it you, you don't watch it but if you know you like it then you can watch it so it's it's yeah. not like i'm putting in your face and you have to watch it i mean some some of my stories up getting to you know on show day and whatever we're getting over you know two thousand people watching them so i mean some people must like it yeah for sure so, yeah it's all good uh you went to thailand after after the show so yeah. you locked horns with uh big dog over there yeah oh joe I sort of I tapped, tapped into his page. Yeah, he's got. A, first of all, I saw a blue tick next to his name. Yeah, was it Joe? Joseph Rackage. Joseph Rackage. Yeah, so he was one of the sort of the original um, dudes who started like online training and and Instagram and things like that. And he happened to be from NZ, so he sort of blew up pretty quick when there's not not as many people doing that around. And he sort of just maintained it. He's he's a pretty smart businessman, you know. He's got a bit going on and. So he's got a million followers and a big business and yeah, yeah he's, I, I and he's saw, done yeah, pretty well about it oh, done pretty well from it so 800 on the gram alone he's yeah, got all these things like 3 million on Facebook or something real yeah fuck and he's got a hell of a rig yeah 
Um, I mean, he's did he's just dedicated. He doesn't drink or. I mean, even when we we caught up in Thailand, had a train like he had all his meals prepped from a company, and you know, like it's just it's part of his lifestyle. If you want to be that guy and make the make the money and do the most, you've got to sort of put the effort in. You know, yeah, it's quite yeah. sort of inspiring to see someone who's on holiday in Thailand, but he's still prepping food, and you know, it just shows his dedication is another level. You know, from mine where I'm going to eat a burger and have a Heineken and he's eating some Coomery, you know, so. Yeah. Oh, so is he on holiday there? Is that... Oh, so basically he flew over for two weeks. He's got a, a videographer who works for him full time. Wow. Just takes his pictures and films his workouts and they just flew over to get some content just get out of Auckland for a couple of weeks because it was cold. So, um, yeah. And how did you guys link up? Did you just hit him up? Um, so I followed him, um, dropped him a message a while ago. He started following me back and, uh, yeah, we just kept in touch and, He's going to be over there at the same time as I. He, I think he landed on the same day and he was actually staying down the road and we went and met up and trained and then uh, yeah, we had a couple more sessions over there and now we're keeping in touch still mm. and yeah, I think he's going to come down here soon. Thank God you guys weren't sitting next to each other on the plane because someone's some got to give there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> no, nothing we're, we're not that big, man. Imagine being weak between you guys. Here we I also saw there's you you said you got some fans that are wanting to sort of get in some photos with you and all that sort of thing on the beach over there as well. So there's a shop owner or something. Oh, I wouldn't say I've got fans. <laughs> yeah, they look like you got fans there. But mate. I mean, over there, like they love bodybuilding. Eh? Just, I guess it's small Thai guys and and chicks and like you just walk down the street and they just call you a bodybuilder. And not that I'm a bodybuilder, I'm not that massive, but um. Yeah, it was kind of cool, I guess. And, one, and they just asked you because they just like love training. There's a couple of real good gyms there, and sort of starting to take off. And I guess it's just as you said before, how how big is the bodybuilding industry? And it's sort of it's growing, especially over there. And yeah, there's a guy when I was sitting at a bar, and he's sort of asking me about training. And then um, he didn't really speak that good of English, so we're sort of just um, doing some actions and poses and. <laughs> Then the other chick came over from the bar and she's speaking. She's like, oh, he wants to take a photo with you outside. And I was like, yeah, sure. And um, <laughs> yeah, by that point, Sarah was, uh, she was a bit sick of it because um, she's just like, oh, God, this is going to go to your head too much. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, every second sort of Thai guy was sort of interested in bodybuilding, but I uh, know it's cool. Is there any, um, any truth to the rumours that have been swirling around um, about a bit of WWE. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, well, no, nah, that was just a caption that I put on. Uh, I wish we would make a good tag team in the ring and off it. Yeah, I think you put on a good show as well. Yeah. So, what was it that sort of triggered you to to get into the bodybuilding game? Because obviously, we played footy together yeah. uh, a few years ago, and and then um, glory days. Yeah. Up the walker, but then, um, but then, yeah, you sort of shifted focus a wee bit and, and decided to pump iron. Yeah, I mean, going back to the glory days, as you say, I'm playing footy for Walker for five seasons, and we had some definitely had some good times on the field and off the field, and sort of found myself in a little bit of strife there off the field for for a couple of years with the alcohol and whatnot, and sort of got to the point there I was getting in a bit of a bit of trouble and had to um, sort it out and sort of obviously footy and drinking goes hand in hand as you know so I decided to sort of pursue other sort of areas and um, Daz uh, the Swolger Swolger 
was um, he was going to do a show, and uh, he asked me to come watch, and I thought, no, nah, it's a bit fucking not not really my scene, you know. Yeah. I was like, I'll come with you and support you. Went up to Christchurch, he did a show. I think he did the Masters and cleaned up, and um, yeah, sort of seen what what it was all about and what sort of shape these guys are in. They were, were doing the men's physique, which is like sort of where you start. So, you know, I could do that. And then um, sort of plan the next show was up in Auckland in like three or four months or something and started training. Had no idea what, what I sort of, I know what I'm doing when I'm training, but for show prep, it's obviously a little bit different. Um, so obviously me and myself and Dan Mackay, we were living um, Hensman Road at the time. We just sort of YouTubed posing for bodybuilding, things to do in peak week. I didn't have a coach or anything like I do now. We just did it together. And um, yeah, we all went up to Auckland and then competed and, and won that show, first show. So yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. And that's sort of how I got into it was going to watch dads and then thought, you know, I could do this. And then after that, sort of got the bug for it and loved it. Shit, dads is looking good for 50, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's not listening, but yeah. 40? Yes. Yeah, Regardless, he's yeah. like, he's... Yeah, he's four. phenomenal shape. Yeah. So, the sort of... The shift there, the bodybuilding, it, would you say it almost bloody saved you to some extent yeah, after a bloody rocky couple of years? Obviously, it's the complete opposite to sort of pissing up every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, half Monday. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it um, it did in a way, Henry, yeah. That's, um, you know, I think if, if you know, someone can get something from this podcast, you know, there's a little bit of inspo there. It's like, well, you know, if, something, if something's not quite sort of if the balance isn't quite right or if your environment isn't quite right then you know there's make some changes and things will happen yeah that's the thing i mean there's so many opportunities out there that you can do and there's always people that can help you and whatever you want to do basically you can you can do it so um you know we got to points there and my life sort of where it was going to end one day and tried to end my life because it was that bad and thank god that didn't uh didn't pull through Fuck, did um, you? Oh. yeah so a few years ago um, not many people know that but uh, so now we're we're here so thank god that uh, that didn't that didn't uh, Shit, eventuate so now we're but uh, yeah ticking along here so we're good to go again fuck was it shit yeah fuck I don't think, I don't think so things went that bad man yeah but uh, obviously there's, as I said there's always people out there who can help you and change your life and uh, that's what I did yeah yeah Fuck, respect. Um, fuck. You just you fucking you rocked me there. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Oh. Let's have a coffee. Yeah, if I'd like to play one on me, What's that? Bring it, bring it. Oh, bring it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, shit, so obviously, uh, it was a bit of a later shift. What did you want to be when you were little? All black, mate. Yeah, <laughs> always wanted to be an all black. Um, it's probably most kids in New Zealand. Yeah, but I grew up in Dunedin playing. Um, always played footy since I was like four. Till yeah, basically a couple of years ago, um, it was pretty good. Made all the rep teams when I was younger and things like that. So I always wanted to be an all black. Until I was about thirteen, my my parents moved up here from Dunedin and then went to Wakatip High School and the rugby team was a bit dusty and. That was, that was that so I probably didn't um, progress as I would have maybe somewhere else but you know that's all good hey. and then um, yeah the rugby fell through and then I wanted to be a professional golfer took that up for a bit left school to become a pro um, 
basically I worked at the driving range part-time for school and just picked up golf and lived and breathed golf from probably 15 to 20 maybe um and again I you know I, well, I thought it was good I played a scratch when I was about 18 you know um so I thought it was good and you know, I played against people who were good and I wasn't so good so yeah it's a pretty tough sport to make it in but um give it a go anyway bit of a leveler over you obviously it's a game of pretty slim sort of margins yeah that's it millimeters here and there and yeah but it's um still love to get out there still love watching golf and tiger woods himself you know so the old master have you pumped a few balls around um since you got into this sort of shape and have you found you've <laughs> sort of got a couple extra meters off your drive i always used to be so inflexible anyway so my my swing was really short so it hasn't really changed but um, I don't know if I can. It's not really about being strong golf. It's about technique. You know, yeah. you see guys on tour and they're like skinny, small dudes, and they can fucking whack it. So um, do Rory like there's a those, bit of a gym scene in like some of those pros these yeah, days. Yeah, so Tiger looks sort of um, started the gym scene off. You know, he was the first one because I guess you said you sort of John Daly's and that were sort of the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but now it's you know to be a golfer and play like those guys are playing what maybe five rounds a week walking 10 15 k's around you know and yeah, hitting right. balls all the time you know so you need to be an athlete despite what people say and the, yeah roaring the better shape you are and a bit stronger and flexible and yeah you can and it shows those top guys are in great shape brooks kepka's world number one he's it's a good nick right yeah mm. uh do you get to put your muscles to good use uh, occasionally, DK, you get to tighten up people's nuts on their on this on their wheels, or open up jars and stuff. Um, I wouldn't say tighten any nuts. Open the odd jar. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't know. No, I can't really. Bending like really. bending like some steel out of the way of someone's like someone's car no, or I something. Or? My muscles are more for show rather than they don't really do too much. Eh? Apart from lifting a bench up and down, that's about all they're good for, really. Yeah, I, I feel I just I feel like there's a waste. Like people, you know, you look out there out of beyond the t- double sided mirror here. Oh, there's that girl with his, that girl with the dread ponytail. He's got yeah. his shirt off. The shirt, he's shirtless, shirtless all year round. In winter, right? I seen him driving one day. Yeah, some of winter fests like out watching the fireworks and just what's, nips, what's that? Nips what's, his, what's his story? We should get him in for a quick chat. Um, he's not real keen to <laughs> talk. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I think I don't know. I think he's got this. What's that thing where you can't feel the cold? His son's got it as well. Right. And they just blue blue. Yeah, he's um he's actually a bit of a character, a good bastard. Right. But you know, I look around the gym there, and these people sort of exerting all this energy. I just wish that it could be transferred to generating power or something. You know, link everything up to like a a power generator. Because I think it's just yeah. a lot of waste. Obviously, there's some physical aesthetic results. Yeah. But let's just plug it into the mainframe and. Generate, generate some power. I just wish there was... Like when the, we need a power cut and you could just, you know, plug your finger in or something. Well... Get it going. Well, I don't know if you got the power within DK. I was thinking maybe just connecting up some cables to, you know, to your treadmill and sort of... Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe we'll get old mate out there testing it first. Yeah, get it on get it on the energy bank. Um, what about... What has your muscles ever got in the way at all? It's like... You try to like scratch yourself and like, ugh, I can't. Sometimes on my back, but not because my muscles are big. I'm just so so tight and flexible. Yeah, <laughs> muscles aren't that big, man. I'm not yeah. like 
Phil Heath is that one, but uh, just because I'm inflexible, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason. Okay, okay. Um, where to from here, bro? What's sort of what's coming up? You mentioned maybe three more comps for the rest yeah, of the year. Yeah, so um, I got a show in two weeks' time. I'm gonna go do South Island Champs in Christchurch. So I wasn't originally gonna do that because I got second in Auckland, close to winning. My goal is to win an overall show, so to go up and win the whole thing. I got so close in Auckland, I thought, fuck, you know, might as well go to Christchurch and try and do that. The next one after that's at the end of October, which is the New Zealand Nationals. So it's basically the top three dudes in your class from South Island, Auckland, Wellington, Waikato. So it's going to be pretty tough up there. This is where I enter Christchurch, have a bit of a bit of chance, do that. Go to Auckland at the end of October, four weeks after that. So basically we're trying to peak for then. This one will... We'll see how we go, basically because I was on holiday just three weeks ago. Um, hopefully qualify and then go up again in Nationals four weeks later. We won't be taking a two-week holiday after this one. And then, yeah, after that, basically I'll have a week off. Um, Rugby World Cup final, my birthday. And then, uh, yeah, fly to Dubai. Go there for uh, for a month um, to train and uh, do a show over there. It's called the IFBB uh, Golf Classic. So it's an international show. So basically over the weekend in Dubai, there's a, a massive fitness expo. It gets like 25,000 people through over three days. And it's just like all the top supplement brands, bodybuilders, fitness influencers, everyone's sort of there. And yeah, it's just a big big um, fitness expo. Within that, there's like a, a powerlifting comp a bodybuilding comp things like that so right um, it's sort of it's the epicenter of all things yeah that's right so I was body. pretty lucky enough to um, sort of come across an opportunity to get um, paid um, well flights paid and accommodation to go over there yeah so um, sort of too good of an opportunity to turn down so um, yeah and hopefully after nationals we'll sort of roll on to that one and hey. should be a pretty tough line up over there did someone slide into your DMs and was like, yo, come to, come to <laughs> Dubai, I got you? Nah, I started training um, this this uh, Emirati who's from, from over there and his family when they come here, looked after them for, for a month in Queenstown, struck up a pretty good relationship and um, they're sort of, the bodybuilding scene's massive over there in the UAE um, and they're like, you know, there's this big fitness expo on, you know, I've got friends who do stands there and businesses and whatnot, come over and, I'll, you know, I'll pay for you to come over and do the show and sort of the, you know those offers get thrown around sometimes you're like oh yeah no, that'd be great but and then next day we're doing some PT in the morning he's like oh, do you have a look at some flights I was like oh no nah. he's like oh, we'll go for coffee after this and went for coffee and then I uh, booked my flights so um, I had to go to the boss and be like I need to take a month off after <laughs> November so um, yeah I mean to go over there and then and do an international show and sort of see where you are and uh how you stack up will be pretty cool. It'll be an amazing experience, eh? Yeah, Get for on sure. The world stage and yeah, as you say, That's to it. see where you're right. I mean, I still have to compete within the weight limit, um, which because the international rules over there, it's a little bit harder for me to make the weights so at the moment. In New Zealand, I have to be 82 kilos. So when I went on stage in Auckland, it was probably 81. Over there, it's 78. Oh. So um, we have to work pretty hard and dry up quite a lot to make the weight. Um, so yeah it's weird there's not a universal standard there normally there is like these are sort of international rules New Zealand sort of just bump it up because it is quite hard for people to make those those sort of weights gotcha but it's not like I'm going to go over there and compete with you know mass sort of monsters so you sort of still have a reasonable chance you just have to look your best and 
pose your best and see what happens. Uh, you do obviously a bunch of PT work, uh, so you're doing some nutrition stuff as well. Yes, yeah. I feel like you can you can forge quite a career out of out of this game. Yeah, I mean it's about getting the the demand there first, so ready to to supply, but um, finding people who want to make a change and get some good results, and obviously plug at Danny King Fitness if you want to uh, get some help and uh, we can get you started. Awesome, but, man! Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, thanks so much for coming in and um, no it's been fun yeah I hope the, the next few months sort of uh, that bloody sort of trajectory goes as planned yeah me too and looking forward to seeing how you throw down over in uh, Dubai thanks man it's going to be good fuck you yeah. <laughs> oh man